This is the NBL Show. Play NBL Fantasy for free. You could win $5,000 plus daily prizes at nbl.com.au slash fantasy. Uh, yes, indeed. Welcome to the NBL Show. Sam Hargraves joined as always by NBL champion Peter Hawley as we just work our way through the results around 14 and look ahead to a big round 15 of NBL action, a very special guest. A big guest literally and metaphorically. Isaac Humphreys, we hope, isn't far away from returning to the NBL. Big name recruit for the Adelaide 36ers. We will ask him ourselves when he joins us uh, in about 15 minutes' time. But Pete Hooley, hello to you, my friend. G'day, mate. And season's still going and a lot happening in a short period of time. And this is what we want. We want news every week, but there's some big news coming out of this weekend, both result-wise and roster-wise. Let's start with uh, what is an incredible feather in the cap for the NBL again. We've been marvelling at the exploits while he's been fit, of course, of Lamelo Ball in the NBA, uh, RJ Hampton as well. We now get another uh, big win in the NBL Next Stars column, and that is... Didi Lazada has been taken back by the Pelicans, obviously drafted by them and expected to sign a multi-year deal, which is huge for NBL, for him personally, and the Sydney Kings, who the Kings, speaking of just producing NBA talent, how good are they going? Sean Tate is dominating for the Houston Rockets. Will Weaver is coaching him over there, and now you get Didi Lazada, who's going to get an opportunity to continue to grow his career in the big league. Yeah, and of course, we were speaking about Will Magne, unfortunately let go by the Pelicans last week, which is sad news for him, but invaluable experience. He'll stay over there, get ready for the Boomers camp uh, heading into the uh, Japan Olympics, Tokyo Olympics. Um, but I'm sure there's another opportunity for him. So it just we continue to get um, talent, either whether it be homegrown or people that have progressed through uh, the Next Stars program, getting an opportunity at the highest level, which um, cannot be underestimated in how big a feather and a cap, and I've used that expression before, but but how big a boost it is, how um, how much respect it garners you from the rest of the basketball world, it's a big deal. It is, and, and on that, because you look, at, and a lot of people will be looking at Diego Lazada saying, well, he's, he struggled this year and he's had a couple good games, but what it does is NBA teams are looking at these next stars coming into this league, and they're playing against men, and it's how they carry themselves and the development they're showing. Mm. You don't have to come in and score 28 points like Bryce Cotton every night. They know what they're getting for the future. That's what the whole plan is. And this starter with Terrence Ferguson with the Adelaide 36ers wasn't officially a next star, but get, got taken by Oklahoma City and then started a few games for a few seasons there. Got put on the radar. That's what really coined the next mm. stars program. Tory Craig from the Bullets. All those. There's uh, Brian Bowen as well. So, so many guys who have taken these opportunities. And what it means is the door's going to be open even more in the future. So, it's really exciting for the league and for everyone who gets to be part of it. And as you say, you don't need to score 28 points tonight. But ironically, that's what DD did as a parting <laughs> gift. Uh, 28 points in the Kings win over the Phoenix. They had a massive weekend, the Sydney Kings. Uh, we'll work our way through. But congratulations to DD Lozada. Congratulations to the Sydney Kings for the work they did in that development of him and congratulations again to the NBL. This program uh, has just repaid itself uh, time and time again, many times over. Uh, it, it, it is probably the envy of leagues around the world now when they're mm. looking at uh, how this has been played out and rolled out uh, and it's just just it's just a massive win for for sport and and for the game in this country and long may it continue. So let's go through the uh, the results of the round. It was an interesting round fourteen. Some big movers uh, and some teams that are really dropping away over the last couple of rounds. So Cairns uh, got a good win at home. They needed to three point win over the thirty sixers who can't afford to, to really lose games like that where we're expecting them to win. 
No, they can't. And speaking of guys leaving, it's not as positive as somber news for the Cairns Taipans with Cam Oliver yep. heading back home uh, for some personal reasons with his wife. So we wish him all the best and hope that works out because he was starting to play some really good basketball. That was the Cam mm. Oliver of old, and that's a big hole for the Taipans to try and fill. I know they can't make playoffs, but they were starting to put together some good basketball. It's a big win over the Sixers, especially with no Machado. He didn't play that game, so... Tough for the Cairns Taipans, but uh, let's, let's hope everything works out because Cam Oliver's got a two-year deal, so we're expecting to see him back next year as well. Sydney Kings, South East Melbourne Phoenix. Uh, Kings had a great weekend. Both won both, won both of their games and have now uh, won two in a row after losing two in a row in round 13. Uh, so 97-90 win, as we said. Uh, Didi Lozada uh, gets 28 points uh, in that game. Um, but uh, it was a great weekend for the Kings. Casper uh, Ware back in form. He dropped 40 uh, against the Taipans in their other game. Um, but again, another win. Uh, we actually thought South East Melbourne would go out there and get the job done. Hey, we said Sydney, that, didn't we? Sydney had other ideas. It's a lot of question marks over the weekend from the Phoenix, and it's a bit worrying because mm. I think we all expected them to make a really good run uh, at the end of the season, Ryan Brokoff expected to play Thursday. He's been out with a little groin injury. But, again, that's a loss they shouldn't have uh, against an undermanned Sydney Kings team. Without Teddy Lazard and now, you look at the holes they've got in the backcourt. So it's going to be tough and more opportunities for someone else to step up. And if Castleware is dropping 40, well, that's going to help everybody. Um, but, yeah, a few question marks for the Phoenix and the Kings uh, roster-wise. But... Both of them are going to have some huge uh, says in what happens the rest of the season. Uh, on a positive for the Phoenix, Isaiah Liafa, oh, uh, 29 man. points that he dropped, continues to turn heads. This is a guy that debuted uh, for the Tall Blacks, I think the age of 16. Mm. So he's got game. He can play. Uh, and, and had a slow start in limited time in his NBL career. But we saw it during the NBL Cup when he got yep. more floor time. Uh, and he just continues to get better and better and make the most of every single minute that he gets on the court. He does, and but I think that's where the big question mark is for the Phoenix right now because you, you look around at what's going on uh, with their roster. They've got a lot of guards that are playing good basketball. Kyle Ladnam over the weekend was 0-15 from the field in two games combined. That's one of our favorites. He is so, one of our favorites, Wild Kyle. He's trying to find out where does he fit now uh, with Isaiah Liafa playing good, Kiefer Sykes coming back but still a little bit hampered by injury. So a lot of concerns there for the Phoenix, but it's normally a good problem to have when you've got guys competing for minutes. New Zealand Breakers are the other big story team-wise from the weekend. They won both of their games and just keep the candle flickering. Just keep that door ajar, Pete Hooley. I know it's a long shot, but they're not out of it mathematically to make top four. So all they can do is win, and they did that. They uh, absolutely trounced the bullets, 91-71, to and they won their other game of the weekend. If you don't mind beating the Mm. Wildcats uh, late in that game, but it was over in the jungle uh, at Perth. Um, you don't get much bigger and better wins than beating Perth in Perth. Well, it's the hardest place to win. And you look around at every team that's gone there has always struggled because you've got to play 40 minutes of basketball. And, and they were down double digits at one point in time and managed to get back uh, and win that game. The Bullets, you say it's not mathematically uh, impossible. It's not. And they get to go home. So they've got seven games, six games mm. or seven games at home in New Zealand which is going to be really tough for any team visiting them considering what they've gone through. Can they do it? Yes, they tried last year and fell just a little bit short, but how good of a story would that be? Uh, Illawarra Hawks had a bad weekend too. They lost both of their games to Perth, 83-69, to and then also to Melbourne, uh, 87-76. to We'll go through the ladder in a moment, but uh, that's two losses in a row after they'd won two in a row in the previous round. And when you're just hanging in to those, uh, you know, that, that fourth spot, 
again, you've got to make every post a winner. But Melbourne United certainly doing that, Pete. Uh, eight in a row now. Mm. Um, 56 points in the first half, including eight triples. They uh, That jump shot was wet. They are clicking, Melbourne yep. United, on both ends. Jock Landau said post-game he thinks their offense is they've found a more of a, a balance and a consistent balance. And they're the best defensive team in the league. So they are starting to click at the right time. And the other side, the Illawarra Hawks, more questions there for them. When they're good, the Hawks are really good, but they have been very inconsistent, and inconsistent basketball is not what you want to be playing come the business point of the season. Is that because they play a riskier brand of basketball? I think it, it all needs to go their way. It's, mm. They're not a grind-out-a-win team, they're are not, they? No, they're not. You're right, because they're, they're like a heat-check team. When Tyler Harvey's going, Justinian Jessup, what they are, they're one main scoring piece away from really competing. And that's what Dengadel was supposed to be, and he hasn't been this year. So without Cam Bester, who was probably their third string in terms of scoring, they're really struggling to find enough points consistently to put on the board to really challenge these top-tier teams, and that's what's hurting them. Let's have a look at the ladder. Melbourne United on top, uh, 18 wins from their 23 games. So 36-game season this year, which is – I want to make that point when it comes to New Zealand breakers. We'll get to them in a minute. So United on top, uh, Wildcats in second. Uh, they've played – they've won 17 from their 23. So just a game behind Melbourne United. Southeast Melbourne just clinging on to that third spot. But there's a four-win gap now between second and third. So you lock Melbourne United and Perth in. And now everybody fighting it out who's still in contention for those last two spots. Uh, so Southeast Melbourne Phoenix in third. 13 wins from their 24 games. Kings are 12 wins from their 24 games. Illawarra, 12 from their 25 games are in fifth. Bullets are in sixth and on a downward trajectory. They do sign uh, BJ Johnson, who has spent some time at a couple of NBA clubs, has come out of the uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, mm. G League team. Mm. Uh, so he, he, he averaged 18 points per game. But he's going to be He's two and, and a half two weeks, weeks away. Exactly yeah, right. In, in quarantine. So, so it could be season could be done by then it, for them. It could very well be. Uh, 36ers, then New Zealand, and then Cairns. So New Zealand won, win two in a row. So they've got 15 games left. They've, they've got won more, seven. Yeah, so they've got more games than anyone else left, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they've got games in hand mm. that other teams don't have. And if you can beat... And, and look, sometimes, look, as our very good friend Sydney Dean said, the, the, the sun shines on a dog's ass some days. Yep. That don't mean you can play this game. But if you can beat Perth in Perth, you can play this game. Well, you look at the roster now they've got since the start of the season. Will McDowell had a triple-double against the Bullets, and they dominated that game, and that's going to help them with confidence. Ty Webster has been out, so he'll come back in at a little bit more firepower. You'd think he'd play off the ball, let Will McDowell be the main point guard. Um Corey Webster's playing his role. Finn Delaney. Colton Iverson is a flat-out beast. He is a beast on the boards. They have a legitimate shot of making this playoff race. Just quickly, Hooli hierarchy before we head to the break, because we've got Isaac Humphreys to join us from the 36ers. Speaking of next stars, we'll ask him about Josh Giddy, uh, who is their uh, NBL next star this year. He is going up every... Draft prediction, every draft prediction coming out from all the major sites, he continues to to find his way Mm. up, 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 up those ladders, now inside a lot of people's top 10 for the NBA draft. Uh, Your holy hierarchy, please. Well, my hierarchy, based on the four teams that I think are playing the best basketball, Lockaway, Melbourne and Perth, they'll be there the rest of the season. But honestly, the best basketball consistently outside of that, the breakers and the sixes. Both teams down the bottom of the ladder, but they are playing the best consistent basketball. 
That's that's massive. Mm. That's massive. So you've gone, you've jumped over the Kings, the Hawks, the Bullets to get to the 36ers and the Breakers, uh, who sit uh, 7th and 8th and eighth in the competition. Uh, that's why we get him in here, though, the Make the Big Opinions, Pete Hooley, Sam Hargraves, NBL Show. Isaac Humphreys to join us straight after this. You're listening to the NBL Show. Play NBL Fantasy for free. You could win $5,000 plus daily prizes at nbl.com.au slash fantasy. Ah, yes, indeed. Welcome back to the NBL show. Sam Hargraves, Pete Hooley with you as we just get set for a very big round 15 of NBL action. It kicks off Thursday night, South East Melbourne Phoenix and Sydney Kings. Uh, looking to make amends will be South East Melbourne after the Kings just put a hurting on them last round. Uh, we'll go through all those games in greater detail, but we're keen to keep a close eye when the teams get announced for Melbourne United and the Adelaide 36ers at John Kane Arena on Saturday night. Melbourne on a hot streak, 8 and 0. 36ers have won three out of their last five. And maybe, Pete Hooley, Ooh. just maybe the return of the big man who was in in MVP Absolutely. form before he got injured. Isaac Humphreys, big-name recruit to the Adelaide 36ers, come home after a stint in the NBA. And sadly for us, we haven't got to see him uh, for the majority of the year because of that injury. But he just may be back this weekend. Isaac Humphreys, have you got an exclusive for us on the NBL show? <laughs> Well, now I'm not, allowed, not not sure if I'm allowed to give the exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Will you just tell I'm us what you're now. allowed to? Are you hopeful? Are you hopeful of being yeah, right I, to go? <laughs> I'm very hopeful. It's feeling really good. Um, I'm just hoping to get a good week of practice in and just kind of see how it recovers and then uh, just go from there. I think it'll be sort of a later-in-the-week decision, but it's all looking pretty good, so... Well, how's it been? Because as Sammy said at the top, you were in MVP caliber form and defensive player of the year form before getting that injury. And obviously it's going to be hard physically coming back in during the season. But how's it been mentally just watching the team? The team struggled for a little bit after, but now they're starting to play some really good basketball. So there'd be a shift mentally as you watch that and prepare to come back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, physically it'll it's always going to be a bit tough. I haven't done, you know, intense intense basketball in almost seven weeks and we're so used to doing that every day and my body's just getting used to doing that again um but that will be fine it'll take a couple games to get the cobwebs out i assume but um uh mentally yeah we've all had a bit of a shift i think i think uh seeing the the light at the end of the tunnel with having some guys come back and and all that sort of thing has picked the boys up a bit and um yeah i think we're just all feeling pretty good at the moment and we've had a good couple wins lately and we just really want to keep building on that and, you know, hopefully I'm back towards the end of this week and, and Croc as well and we'll just sort of go from there and start building those blocks again like we did at the start of the year. Well, you're, you're yet to play with Brandon Paul because you were injured. So what are you looking forward to about putting him out there with the offense that seems to be rolling right now? I think the last couple of weeks it looked uh, better, or last week especially, where you let certain other guys bring the ball up and then get the ball in Giddy's hands to make plays, but the offense seemed to be really clicking. What are you looking forward to about playing with Brandon Paul? Yeah, um, he's. I mean, he seems to be such a you know a good versatile player, and um, I think I'm just excited to kind of be out there with a the new body and just mm. learn his learn his style of play. Um, you know, I was so used to everyone else and. And then I went down, and BP came in. So you're right; I haven't played with him at all, and I haven't had, I haven't had much to do with him either, because they went on the road for a while, and I was right. sort of stuck in Adelaide. So um, we haven't had that much time together. So this week will determine a lot with with him and I, and hopefully we can build a little connection and just um, 
yeah, really give it a good shot on the court. But you know, you, you guys know how, what it's like. It'll it'll take just game game time things and more practical um, examples mm. to kind of get those uh, get the, that connection formed. So I'm excited, but. I don't, I don't, I don't have the exact crystal ball for you guys on that one. Isaac, we've just seen a great story this week about DD Lazada, who was in his second year of NBL uh, after he came over for the Next Stars program last year. He had already been drafted by the Pelicans. Uh, they've recalled him. Looks set to sign a multi-year deal now. It's another big win for this program, for this league, uh, and yeah. as NBL continues to just solidify itself as the second best competition in the world and a place to come uh, if you want to really develop your your hardness and, and your professionalism um, it's a great pathway you've got a next star in your midst who has been every bit of star this year in Josh Giddy and every time we look at a prediction coming um, from the NBA draft experts he keeps getting further and further to the pointy end of that uh, just tell us a, about this young man and and how good you think he could be I think he could be you know something pretty special for Australia, for you know himself, for every, for everyone involved, because he's, you know, he's the real deal, and he's he's proved that over this season. Um, you know, he's so young, and and there's so many things that he needs to learn, like even in life, even how to drive and stuff like that, which just <laughs> blows my mind because he's so good at basketball, and he's just, you know, he's such a mature player. Um, you know, and it's been awesome getting to know him off the court and build that connection that we had on the court as well. Um, you know, I love playing with Gid and I'm so excited to be back, um, you know, potentially being able to do that again. Um, but yeah, he's, the NBL is 100% a legitimate pathway to the NBA. Um, we've seen it numerous times now and I'm a massive advocate for the NBL all around the world and I'll constantly do that um, after my time in the NBL is done, you know, whenever that is. But uh I just, yeah, I really, I really think he's going to be great, and he's going to just be a, another really good example of NBL talent and, and the caliber of player we can get here, and the caliber of competition we have here, and and how that can translate over, and what you can learn down here, and and you know, you can be really successful down here and go off and do amazing things like we've seen. So, so Isaac, if I, if I'm a, a scout or, or an NBA team that's looking at him, I love what you just pointed out. He seems to have a lot of things going very well for him. He seems to be already incredibly mature, have incredibly high basketball IQ. He makes the right decisions out on the court. Um, his, his game awareness is well beyond his years. So all the things that he does really well now are things that normally in the development of a player takes them several years as a professional uh, to be accomplished at. He's already doing those things. So what else is there for him? Is it really just the improvement now on jump shot, um, three-point shot, you know, what? what, what is it? Because that, that's the fascinating part of him. Yeah, um, you're right. It, it, it seems like he's kind of already a seasoned vet, so um, I don't know. I think there's, there's so much ceiling there, and that's the scary part. Um, there's so much for him to... It's not even, like, so much to improve on. It's just so much to add, and so much to just add into his bag of tricks, and and um, I, I just, it's its such an interesting situation. Like, when have we seen an 18-year-old be able to do this sort of thing mm. before? So, I don't know. We, we really don't know. But, you know, all signs are leading to him just being amazing and just, um, just having a brilliant career.
Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Playing with you is definitely going to help him grow, but playing with this other guy, Daniel Johnson, the most criminally underrated player over the last decade. What's it like sitting – he's a good mate of mine. I was with him with the Sixers in 2009 and watching him just continually go about his business. When you were training yeah. – he's so hard to guard because he plays different to a traditional big man. He's He's got a little floater game. He can hit the fadeaway off one leg. He's so hard to guard. But what's it been like seeing this man up close day in and day out? I mean, it's awesome. DJ is – he's a rare breed. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, he's – truly a one-of-a-kind player, person, all of the above. So um, I know for me going into this season, being able to be alongside him and learn you know, his little tricks uh, was something I was very excited about. And um, being able to build a little connection with him on and off the court has been, has been awesome because he's full of so much knowledge and so many little, he's got so many little tricks and we see that in his game every day. Um, but I mean... The amount of times that we all just look at each other and laugh in disbelief is is just ridiculous. Like he's a freak of nature. He's so good at basketball as well. So um, he's just a rare breed. I don't even I can't even put into words with DJ. He's very uh, just he's, he's an interesting character. Isaac, we've loved catching up with you. We really appreciate you making yourself available. We hope that we're seeing you back in action uh, for the 36ers in a big clash against uh, Melbourne United Saturday, John Kane Arena, mate. Uh, fingers crossed for you. We can't wait to see you back. Good luck with it all. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, Isaac Humphreys, great to catch up with him. Uh, Pete Hooley, before we go, we're going to rip through your tips for this round uh, of NBL action, round 15, of course. It starts, and we'll just need to get you to do it in a word, my friend. Okay. Because uh, we are running very short of time. Mm. South East Melbourne Phoenix, Sydney Kings, Thursday, John Kane Arena. Phoenix will bounce back for that one. Uh, New Zealand Breakers, Cairns Taipans. Breakers. Perth Wildcats, Brisbane Bullets. Wildcats. Melbourne United, Adelaide 36ers. United, hopefully Isaac's gone. Saturday night, John Kane Arena. Get there. Illawarra Hawks, uh, Sydney Kings. Oh, I hate to do it, but I'm going to go Hawks. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Bullets, South East Melbourne, Phoenix in Brisbane. Phoenix. Cairns and Wildcats in Cairns. Perth. Breakers and 36ers to sh- close out the round at the Silver Dome in Tassie. How That's that the be? big one. Whoever wins that game is going to be the last shot at making that last finals run. And I'll say Sixers because we spoke to Isaac. Beautifully done. Always great to see you, my friend. You too, mate. That's the NBL show for another week. We will be back next week, same time, same place. And don't forget, you can watch the Hungry Jacks NBL on SBS Viceland, ESPN, SBS On Demand and Twitch. All games before 7.30. They're on SBS Viceland. All games after, they're on ESPN. All games on SBS On Demand and Twitch. Uh, I'll be back on the other side of this for a little half-hour snippet of the Sporting Capital. We'll get your best five players from the weekend in our Royal Flush. And then just like that, it'll be time for Talking City at 8 on SEN.